Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Gridiron Crew podcast, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. You are listening to and watching the Review Crew, and I am your host, Brian, the conscience of Cleveland Donlin. Now, week eight is wrapped up. Well, wrapped up-ish. We've got Monday Night Football to go, but we heard about that later. Um, we have had one of the busiest weekends of football because for... I, Reasons that I don't understand. They just decided not to have any buys in week eight. But I'm not complaining. Uh, it meant that we got a full slate of games over the weekend and we'll get lots and lots to talk about tonight, folks. Now, don't worry. As always, we will be kicking off with our kickoff question in a moment and we will, as always, have our statistic of the week. And it's a double statistic this week, so even more to look forward to. Now, remember, folks, like, subscribe, follow the crew. You can find us on YouTube, on Twitch, on Threads, on Twitter, now known as X, wherever you get your podcasts as well, you can find us. So remember, give us a like, give us a subscribe and help grow the community. Now, as always, now do you know what, actually, I was going to say, as always, I'm joined by some of the finest crew members. I'm joined by one fine crew member and two crew members who need a bit of a cuddle. And just to be told that it'll all be okay. Now, we'll, we'll start with a person who knows that it's going to be all okay because not only is he flying high as an eagle, but he is flying high at the top of the NFL tree all on his own, ladies and gentlemen. Kev, how are you doing, mate? I'm fantastic, Brian. Thanks. Um... I must be honest, watching the game at the weekend, I wasn't so sure I was going to get that sort of introduction um, coming on tonight, but aye, all, all's well that ends well, um, so I'm, I'm pretty pleased, feeling good about the season so far. Never in doubt, mate, never in doubt, and now you are the only team sitting there, 7-1, and one, undisputed week 8 champions, which feels like a bit of an obvious title to get a team. Did they give out rings? Ah, I might be doing the job of the, the old preview crew and just giving you the old hex here. Um, <laughs> but aye, all things, you know, they say it's always sunny in Philadelphia. So it, it certainly seems to be at the minute. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that was the happy piece of the introductions. That was what we got to have joy in our lives because everybody else on the pod is miserable as fit. <laughs> Gav, I'm going to come to you first, mate. Yeah, 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 you know, it was looking quite promising. And to be fair, when we get to talking about the games, you've got a very interesting game to talk about. However, oh, however, it's fine. I like punts. <laughs> I'm glad you like punts. You got you absolutely your money's worth, then, mate. Um, something we're going to talk about tonight is basically the fact that the New York Giants, I actually think I can see the fire from my window, mate. Um, how are, you, how are you feeling? How, how was yet another weekend of uh, interesting football for you? Hey, I, I'm just thinking, you know, I could probably pick up any member of the, the Giants roster myself for a wee bargain at the moment. We seem to be a <laughs> team. <laughs> the moment. I'm just loving it, the idea that we, we, we're going to put this onto the, the YouTube and we're just going to see Saquon bringing Gavin a cup of tea. <laughs> it's just you know, a, more, a more lucrative job helping Gav out around the kitchen. Yeah, uh, sending a conditional seventh rounder and uh, a couple of curly whirlies. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gents, we are going to be talking about people moving in very short order. Um, but unfortunately, folks, it is going from the misery of New York to the misery of Green Bay. Liam. It's just, it's just not going well, mate. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm looking forward to watching college games now. I think that's what probably what I do, <laughs> isn't it? So watching college games, find out who's coming next year, shall I? See what players are coming up. So that's, that's it. What, what, what nobody that listens to the pod knows is that Liam actually only moonlights as a Green Bay fan. He's actually a die-hard Sinners fan. That's his real team. He's really into the college game. That's what it's all about. Oh, mate, yeah, it was... Again, we're not going to go into it now because we are going to go into it as one of our featured games of this evening, but it was not only a loss, a divisional loss at that, which 
always makes it that wee bit sorer. It was, it was oh. going into going into weekend though. I already made my peace with with the, the result, so that was that was all right. I survived yeah. it fine. So you know move on to next week to, to make the peace again. <laughs> so <laughs> you know what? I was going to mention this later, but you've kind of led me to it now, mate. It's an odd position for a Green Bay fan. Are you kind of sitting here? As you did mention this, to be fair, in in the the off season, where you're kind of looking at the year going, do you know what? Where well, we are, full build, rebuild mode. We are full full bore rebuild mode, I should say. There is no pretension of Green Bay maybe sneaking a playoff spot through a wild card. Maybe if Jordan Love turns out to be better than we thought. But realistically, this is just all about the rebuild and we're looking ahead. It's not a position that you're used to being in. So it must genuinely it must feel a bit weird. Oh, it's, it's nice to see what other NFL fans have to deal with, you know, so it's interesting. So <laughs> Well, this is true. It's been my life for about the entirety of my <laughs> NFL fandom. It's oh well guys, it's always next year. Um it's just a bit sad when you're saying that in week four. Uh right, okay. Do you know what, gentlemen, as I've just as I as I look to the comments and I roll up my sleeves and I decide that bouncing off the ropes pod- podcast, I'm not having your nonsense and I'm not having it. Bake. Oh no, do you know what I misread? It's okay for bouncing off the ropes podcast. I don't need to shout at you. You've not impugned the good name of Baker. I thought you were going to say terrible things about Baker and that he was costing the Bucks games. Baker is the same, but the Bucks are falling apart. Um, but it's okay for a fourth round pick, you can send him back to Cleveland and we will take him off your hands. <laughs> Deal is done. Make it so. Like, okay. Uh, now that I've done living in a fantasy world, um, we are going to get stuck in, guys. We are going to go with our kickoff question of the week. Now, there was only one place to take the kickoff question this week, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow, it is trade deadline day. It is bye, 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 sell, sell, sell. So, our kickoff question of the week is a double header. First, for your own team, who is the the player or what is the position group that you think you need to target to just move forwards and to try and be that, in the case of Kev, push you on towards those playoff dreams, those Super Bowl dreams. Uh, in the case of in the case of the Browns, I'm going to say push us towards the playoff. I don't think I can pretend about the Super Bowl anymore. Playoff teams, I think, are still alive. Uh, Gav and Liam, it's, it's all about dignity, boys. It's all about dignity. Um, and the second half of the question is, looking around the league, who is just a team that you feel are desperately in need of? Again, a player, a position group upgrade. Uh, so, uh, Gav, I will come to yourself first, mate. So, kick us off with your beloved G-men. Who do you think, or what position group do you think you really need to dial in on? This is obviously hot on the heels of the fact that you've just punted uh, Leonard Williams to the Seahawks for, and I can't even remember what it cost the Seahawks, but I don't think it was all that much. Yeah, it was a second rounder and a fifth rounder, but I, I guess with the, way, with, the, with the way you're expecting them to go, that's probably going to be mid, sort of mid rounds. Um picks um the way things are heading but yeah not not bad compensation all things considered um yeah. i mean let, let, let's be realistic I, mean, I think we know that the giants are two and six now they're they're looking like a selling team um obviously williams is gone there is chat that a few others are, are certainly um on the, the block uh ahead of deadline day tomorrow um i, I mean if you want to make it about position groups then absolutely um, I think the offensive line has been the massive question mark for for the, the Giants all along. Um, I, I guess in the short term, though, what we we saw with um, with last night's game, we'll probably come on to that in a minute. Is um, our quarterbacks are dropping like flies, um, and I think just to to give us a, a wee bit of dignity, uh, we might need some um, fresh blood in the, the QB room um, over the over the next few weeks. Well, do you know me? I am right there with you, and I'm going to just come in. I'm going to get me out of the way of the new, uh, because I'm I'm right there, the one position group the Browns need, and it's where I'm actually a bit upset at some things that have been playing out over the league for various reasons, is that the Browns need Jacoby in. That's the, it's the easy fit, it's the scheme fit, he knows the team, all the rest of it. Is, is that the kind of player that you would like to see the Giants? Now, obviously, it's a bit more complicated 
with yourselves, given that he's in Washington. Um, but is that the kind of kind of man that you would want to see, or is there another QB out there somewhere that you would think, no, do you know what? I'd prefer a, a Foles, for example. Yeah, I mean, I think um, again, we've got to think about what what the giant circumstances are. This is a team which is really. I mean, certainly from the players' perspective, we don't know about the, the front office, but the, the players certainly playing for pride at this point. Um, you, I think you do need an experienced hand that's really just going to kind of steady the, the ship and, and keep them in games because we're definitely seeing with the defence, the defence are doing a job at the moment. I think they've averaged 10 points given up over the last three games. Um, so, I mean, if you can just get something out of that offence, then you're going to be in a position to, to compete. Um, uh, but as we'll, we'll talk about later, I mean, the, you know, the play calling um, from uh, Dabo last night just shows there's no confidence in uh, in Tommy DeVito to to get the job done. So, hang on, you mean you mean that uncast member of the Sopranos that you put in quarterback <laughs> doesn't doesn't have the entire the backing of the entire Giants coaching staff? I am stunned. Oh, right. Okay. We'll shift on. We're going to come back to you in a couple of minutes, Gav, so you can have a think about who is your one player for another, another team anywhere around the league that you think needs to be to be making a big move. Uh, Liam, we'll come to you next. Like, Kev, I'm leaving you at the end, mate, because you are in that very different boat to everybody else, and you are very much looking at win, 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 win. Um, so it's all win now, obviously, for the Eagles. The rest of us, us mere mortals, are a wee bit different. Liam, what about yourself? What about your beloved Packers? What is who is the player? What what is the position group that you feel you guys need to to add? Uh, I don't know. Do, do I say have a chance in the NFC North, or do we accept that that ship sailed and you're well, you're just trying not to? Well, we're, we're coming to there. We, we might even still have a chance in second. You never know at this rate. We're coming to. Well, we're going to get <laughs> onto that. And you're not. You're not wrong. Um. Apparently, Gav, I think we need some O-line. We're not going to do it because where we are, we're not going to trade for any players. Um, but an O-line help would be good. We lost Bakhtiari. I can, I can never say his name. It's terrible. Dave Bakhtiari. Uh, <laughs> in, in, injury early in the season, left tackle. And we've just... Mm-hmm. Our offensive line, it's just not been great, has it? And give, give Love some time to actually make some plays, make some... Actually get Jones running, running a bit better. So that's where we should... If we need in, that would be handy, but we're not going to do it. So we'll just have to carry on with what we've got. It's it's the interesting thing, I suppose, with Green Bay, in that for Jesus, what, 25, 30 years, you've not to say that Green Bay would like year after year of terrible offensive line play or anything silly like that. But even when you would have had poor offensive line play, you've had you've had 25 to 30 years of Hall of Fame level quarterback play. So even if your your line has been subpar. Even somebody stood behind it that could bail them out. Whereas now the big changing Green Bay, you don't, you know, you really you, you need that line to give love the time to to try and do. I don't know if I even would even say live up to the promise anymore. I don't know that we're really even seeing glimmers of of hope from them, but live up a chance to to give out respectable score lines. Yeah, well, it's fair to love. It's not, oh, hell, I'll come on to that later, but it's there's just stuff going wrong all over the place. It's drops, it's wide receivers running in, running in the same places. Um, so it's just it's just like, well, I can't remember the stat. I think we have got the youngest squad in the NFL, I think, by age. There's, 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 um, there's, there's one that I'll Google while somebody's talking later. That's a, so, that's, that's yeah, I, I think, I I think it's that. But not that it's really an excuse, because they kind of said it's out this season, that'll be the reason we're, we're, you know, we'll come on to a game eventually, you know, once they've, you know, got the rookie rookie um, mistakes out of the way. But every other team has got rookies you, in you, our, I, our I, can, better, so. I, I can confirm that you do have the youngest squad in the league with an average age of, of a plucky 25, which is quite a thing. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Thank you very much, mate. So again, you can have a wee think. The, the second half of this we'll do in pretty rapid fashion. Kev, we are coming to you. Now that you are the one person who will be sat there looking at this trade window going, it's about buying. Whereas, no offence to Gavin Liam, they'll both be sat there with teams who will be more sellers in this market than they will be buyers. They'll be trying to build picks and add add a potential for, for future years. Eagles are all about right now. You made it to the big dance last year. You are 7-1 top of the tree this year. 
You must have eyes on it. Who helps you get over the line? It's, it's really difficult, mate. It's, it's, it's so hard. I mean, to be honest, I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking we're looking really strong. We've got um, we've got great options all over the um, the offense. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm thinking probably do similar to what we done last year um, um, and bring in a, a couple of reinforcements for the D line, um, just <clears throat> just to try and um, stiffen it up in case we get injuries, etc. But see, at the same time, if if something something becomes available, something mega, um, like obviously last year the, the Niners picked up CMC. There's talk about. Derek Henry being available um, for a trade, and I would absolutely love to see Henry come to the Eagles. Um, if you know, if, if that became a possibility, but um, I, I think I think we've we've been really good. Um, you know, both in the draft and in trades the last the last so many years. Um, so I'm sure whatever we do um, will make us stronger. Um, and if we if we don't do any business then I'm quite I'm quite happy with what we've got right now well the bold Howie is frankly terrifying at both drafting and trading I'm genuinely <laughs> convinced he must have downloaded like every NFL GM's WhatsApp he must <laughs> have it downloaded onto his own phone it's the uh-huh. only way he's getting away with us I think anyone's interested because when Dan's been pitched into us on, on YouTube saying he would like to see King Henry going to the Cowboys, now the Titans have obviously said that as things stand, they've got no intention of trading Henry, which I find bizarre. But can you imagine Henry behind that Eagles O-line? Jesus! <laughs> it destroyed behind the Titans O-line, and I'm fairly sure I could get a game on the Titans O-line. <laughs> what would he do behind the Eagles line? Uh, it'd be pretty frightening. It would be pretty oh, good. That's, that's all sorts of scary. Although I'd love it just to see Henry go to the Eagles and the Eagles still run a committee-back system. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Henry. Yeah. Inexplicably, Boston Scott's appearing for touches. Um, uh, or Henry Henry pushing Hots uh, for the brotherly shove. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you need more strength behind the brotherly shove. Uh, oh, Jesus. Um, right. Okay, so let's we'll, we'll rattle around quickly. I'll, I'll kick us off um, with teams that need to add, and it, it's the, the big emphasis is on need. Uh, and I'm actually going to be a corporate merchant, uh, and I'm going to I'm going to stick with Henry, uh, and I'm going to say the big team that I think should really be making a move uh, for Henry, and it galls me to say it. It's the Raptors. All the chat's been about the Ravens making calls about them, looking into them, and as the Ravens are. Excellent team. Oh, I'm going to shower. They are an excellent team, but they have had injuries to that running back room. They are sat there, nothing against Gus Bus, uh, nothing against Justice Hill, but there's a reason that they weren't starting running backs before the season started. You bring in somebody like Henry, you add them into that room, I I think that it certainly gives... Means the ra- the the Ravens can lean on the big identity that they've built of being the big run first smash mouth offense that they are, and yeah, it would make them pretty terrifying. Uh, Gav, come to you, mate. What is your your one other team around the league? Who's your one big move you think somebody else needs to make? Uh, what do you reckon? And I'll remind you, you're on mute. Uh, always eagle eyes on the mute. Um, so I I think right now. Um, it's probably the 49ers are the, the team that you think they started off strong. They're now in a three-game skid. Um, and they're one of these teams that have been in that position for a while. I think they're, they're ones that think we need to we need to add something uh, into the into the mix just to kind of steady the, the ship. I think the big challenge for them, though, is actually that they've got big names in all the right positions already. They've got Christian McCaffrey. They've got George Kittle on the offense. They've got a fantastic defensive front. Um, the, the challenge they have is actually their Brock Purdy is just getting a wee bit antsy at the moment. Um, and uh, I don't think, I, I certainly wouldn't expect them to move on from him, but how can you give a guy help when actually he's got a lot of talent around him already? Does that need to be a, maybe a, a slot machine uh, just to, to give a, an extra target, someone to, to check down to? 
I, yeah. it just it, it feels like um and Shanahan has actually said today that you know he he believes the answers for for their team are already in the building but I just look at a team in that situation and think they could use just even one more one more piece yeah it's that interesting one where it's the, they need the 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 Jarvis Landry style player is I bring up one of an old wide receiver favourite of mine. Who was you know, Jarvis Landry will get you four yards. If you need three yards, he will get you four yards. If you need seven yards, he will get you four yards. <laughs> and that is what he's there for. So yeah, it's an interesting idea that that short yardage comfort blanket receiver. That yeah, yeah, yeah it's an interesting one. To be fair with the Niners, it's how do you one up? the trading for CMC last year. And the only way you won up that is if you somehow like, trade for Pat Mahomes, um, which I somehow <laughs> don't feel is all that likely. Uh, I didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> just, just defy belief. Um, right, Liam, what about yourself, mate? Who's the... Give me give me a one team around the league and the one position, the one player you think they need to add. I think I've kind of touched on this in some of the other pods about the Bills. I think they need to shore up their t- defensive players they've lost. Yeah. Lano. For this, is it, I don't know if it's ever been confirmed for the season, but he's out for a considerable amount of time. Whatever it's out for, that could be at the time. Um, now, now they've kind of got into another, got, got, got some, got their bad games out of the way on winning again at the weekend. Getting another linebacker in, I don't know, picking them up from, you know, obviously everyone, everyone thinks the Broncos are a selling team, but maybe not, maybe not anymore after this weekend. Um, and I don't know, or, or you could even. Go to down the maybe the Vikings maybe now who knows what they do mm-hmm. and we'll touch on later what happened with them but pick up pick up a quality linebacker from somewhere I think would sure up things for them yeah there's, and you look ahead at the Bills schedule and they are absolutely going to need it the Bills have obviously been active they've just picked up Fournette so I did that I did that into their offense but they're going what Bengals sort of the the, the Bills remaining games of the year they need to deal with. The Bengals, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, uh, and the Dolphins. And that's me ignoring the Pats and the Chargers. Yeah, okay, the Broncos and the Jets are also in there as well, but they're a whole other thing. Uh, so it's, I, yeah, I think that's fair to say. Help on defence is never a bad thing, and the Bills certainly look like they need it. Kev, round off this segment for us, mate. What is the one other team around the league that you reckon need to bring somebody in, and who do you reckon it should be, or where do you reckon it should be? Right, I'm going to use this opportunity to try and get Rojo a move somewhere. So let me just try. Ladies and gents, ladies and gents, as I rudely interrupt Kev, for those for those who possibly don't know Kev's backstory, Kev is the ultimate Rojo fantasy truther, and he has an absolutely unbelievable amount of Rojo shares that he's unwilling to drop. So on you go, Kev. Manifest positivity. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I was just joking. Um, do you know? Do you know? I'm uh, I'm looking at the Dolphins, right? And see, okay. see, you know, after the conversation we had the uh, the week, I would have said the Dolphins really need to beef up their D line, um, or add some add some pieces in um, defensive backs or whatever. Um, however, I think see for them, I think they're quite comfortable with the fact that you know. They're just going to go out and try and outscore teams. Um, and I think if they were to add one piece that kind of can keep them relevant um, and hopefully push them all the way to the, the Super Bowl, then it would probably be another running back now that they're missing A-chain. I don't know how long he's out for, but... Um, you know, back in two weeks, I think. Maybe, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, was it Ramsey made his debut? Yeah, look good. End there, so they've, they've you know, so they've added a, um, a bit of strength um, to the D there. Um, and I, I think for me, if I was if I was the Eagles, I'd be looking to um, try and um, add another quality running back. So um, not Rojo, but uh, probably, I mean, somebody like Henry maybe doesn't fit the bill for them um, with a style of offense. But you know, if if there's if there's somebody out there that they could come in and um, and give them another lift in the running game, I think that's probably what I would be looking to do. It's the odd one that with them, the one the one running back that would jump into my head immediately that would fit the, the Dolphins' scheme and the Dolphins' offensive philosophy would be the one, the only, DeAndre Swift, who is that type of yeah. quick, he's that, he's that type of all-speed player. 
So yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Right. Okay, chaps. That is us. We're, we're, we're warmed up. We're ready to roll. Let's get stuck into some of these games for the weekend. So yes, it is obviously that time, folks. We had a big full slate of games in week eight. Uh, we are not going to cover all of them because the lucky isn't free. Um, but we are going to kick off care with yourself. We are going to be talking Eagles Commanders now. Before we came on to the pod, ladies and gentlemen, me and Kev were having a chat about this, and I will tell you all what I was saying to Kev, and it is the big thing that intrigued me most about this game was on paper, on paper, most people would be saying that the Eagles should be making pretty short work of the Commanders. But sport isn't played on a piece of paper. And for reasons that make no sense to me or most sane, rational people, bogey teams exist. And my God, the Commanders really are the Eagles' bogey team. Now, Kev, as we've said, you did come away with a win. Was not a comfortable evening for you. So t- talk us through it, mate. Talk us through your uh, your how your how your nerve wracked Sunday evening was. Hi, um, you're 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 absolutely spot on. Um, the, the commanders last season, you know, we, we struggled badly, um, and then in both games, I think I think we, we split the games with them last year, if I remember right, um, and then this year. Two really tough games. A walk, a walk off um, field goal to to win the, the last game against them, and then really really tough day at the office. Um, and for for the the first the first half, um, I, th- I thought it was going to be another one of those days like we had against the Jets. Um, nothing seemed to be going right again. That we we had a brotherly shove that we actually oh. turned the ball over. Um, so not only did we not get the yard that we needed, but we we turned over possession. Um, and I thought this is just this is just a, a sign that nothing's nothing's going right for us. But then, but then, AJ um, just just showed that he is absolutely elite. Um, he turned up, uh, made some amazing plays, uh, big catches. Everything then just seemed to start to click. DeAndre Smith um, was picking up big yards, driving us up the field. Um, you know, aye. Um, what can I say? In the end, it, it, in the end, it was much more comfortable than um, than it suggested it was going to be for much of the game. But um, yeah, just just a, a just a just a typical game against the Commanders. Um, Lately, well, it, is, it is the really interesting ones with yourself and the commanders because, as we say, you know, I mean, the game is I'm trying to find that it's there. You know, when the game finishes 38 31, you would look at that and say, right, okay, so the commanders have been in it, but it's you know, I mean, it's the it's the Eagles game, it's their ball, but the commanders were ahead for up to the half. Yep, I mean, it, it did, it took, and then you had that big, big fourth quarter. You know I mean, we've seen what as Brian tries to do quick maths in his head. Thirty-five points hit the board in the fourth. So you know, I mean, it was a huge fourth quarter. Sam Howell, Sam Howell, putting in a game and absolutely showing us that he is, if he can be kept upright, a player that is potentially got a serious future in this league. Um, but as you say, the brotherly shove didn't go your way. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I was watching. I thought that was maybe the beginning of the end. But your mighty yep. Eagles discovered the brotherly sweep. <laughs> you knew that yeah. was a thing. I know. Well, do you know what? It's amazing it's taken us this long to do it because now teams are just, you know, packing everybody in there to try and stop us. There's there's huge space to, to exploit there. Um but yeah, see, we had we had that possession. I thought, right, we're gonna level it up here, we'll be fine. We turned it over, we went two scores down, and I thought, no, this is just not our day. Um, but fair play to to the whole the whole team, the defence, you know, struggled to stop um Howell um uh, and the commander's offense and then you know, they hung in there, they kept on um doing what they could to get us the ball back. Um and then Hearts and, and the offense just finally clicked, got it together. And like I said, we've got weapons. Um, we've got um, we've got a committee there at running back. We've got elite wide wide receivers, or certainly at least one 
proper elite wide receiver um, and some good options. Julio Jones um, coming in as well. Given Julio that, Jones, the revival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, coming in there and giving us, just giving us, again, another option. Um, so, yeah, yeah, uh, overall, overall, it was, it was it was a good day at the office. Um, it'll give us belief that we can we can dig it out um, because obviously after that that um, Jets game the other week, you worried that you know when when, when the guys you know when things aren't working and um, that maybe they just run out of ideas. But uh, they they proved in this game there that even against a team that always makes it tough and it seems like nothing's going our way, we just keep we just keep um, digging in um, and we've got the quality to um, to get the win. You know, you say that, Kev, and here's here's one I want to kick it to, to Gavin Liam to yourselves, gents. So it's it's two other two other denizens of the NFC. You must look at games like that. And don't be wrong, yes, okay, we know the Eagles walked away with the win. But the commanders kept themselves in it for three quarters. You know, three quarters the commanders were in that game. That must make you look at the Eagles and go, Yeah, you're good, but you're not untouchable. So it must be some. Where do you guys taking that? You know, are they a team that's they are just that much better? They just are, and we just accept that they're sat at the top of the tree. Or is it a team that, yeah, okay, you've got some games at the minute, but we're not a million miles behind you. Maybe, maybe not your two specific teams in this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> other, other, other teams may apply. What, what do you I, think, boys? I was thinking, thinking, like I suppose they're kind of showing that way when they lost the, the Jets game, um, you know, already this season, but. When I've seen I've seen the what I've seen of them, they still don't. You feel there's still kind of more to come, which is kind of slightly worrying from them. Like they're just not quite hitting all cylinders. I don't know quite what it is. I see like you look at AJ Brown's stats and it's crazy, like this week, you know, sort of thing. Record breaker. There just seems to be something, you know. You think they're just gonna go up a notch, maybe? Oh, Hurts didn't really run very much. I don't know how he got many running rushing yards. Like you, all last season, that was. A cheat code. Um, so, just saving that for the the, the winter months when everyone's everyone's slogging it. So, yeah, on this one last night, Hurts uh, uh, four carries, six yards, really nothing on the ground whatsoever. He did chuck about twenty nine times. Well, yeah, chuck yeah, about yeah, thirty eight times. Twenty nine completions for uh, for three hundred nineteen yards. But still, yeah, you, you, there's there's bits that we're not quite seeing. Oh, you're so good. Well, when you look at the, yeah, I'm sorry, Commanders fans, that I'm kind of ignoring your team here, but you didn't at the end of the day lose, and nobody's talking about you. We've gone to the play, gone to the Super Bowl. Um, when you look at the, the Eagles, cap, how are you taking them at the minute? I I think um, if you're comparing them to, to seasons past, you're not looking at them as like I don't know a, a Patriots or even a, a Chiefs side. You think are are completely untouchable. I mean, no arguing with the record. I think they're, you know, the best record in the NFC, best in the league, and deserve to, to be there. Um, but I, I think we've seen that, you know, there is opportunities for some teams to win. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess if I would, uh, if we're talking about the Giants, I mean, I think the thing is, if you look at, if we take what the, the, uh, the commanders did as a, a template, uh, I, I'd just be worried about the, the Giants trying to score anything over <laughs> 10 points uh, in offence. And um, it didn't go particularly well uh, for us in any of the three games with the Eagles uh, last season. So, um, yeah, I I think there'll definitely be a few kind of um, trips and stumbles um, along the way for the, the Eagles. But um, I don't think it's going to be coming from uh, Med- the Meadowlands area. <laughs> Well, right. can I just say, can I just say that I, I, I think that the our division, um, maybe with the exception of the Giants, um, is extremely strong. Um, and I know that people look at the the Commanders and think, nah, but I think that I think they're a really decent outfit. Um, the fact that they're in there with with us and with the Cowboys and the Giants had a really good season last year, season as well. Um, so there's real good competition in our division um, this last couple of years, um, and I I think that you know having the strength the the Eagles and and Dallas can only can only kind of bring up the level of the, the the Giants and the Commanders as well. And I, I I've been really impressed with the Commanders, um, obviously because they've given us such a hard time uh, the, the past four times we've met uh, we've met. But um, I I think I think it's a good division, a strong division. 
Yeah, I don't think. Well, yeah, I don't think. It's underrated. Three men aside this year, but yeah, I think you've three very solid teams in there. Right, okay, guys, we are going to move on. Um, it is time, and if nobody gets this reference, by the way, I'm going to be raging because it's time to talk about how you can walk like a man, talk like a man, walk like a man, my son. It's the Jersey Bowl. That was from Jersey Boys, by the way. And <laughs> uh, it's not my musicals. Uh, so it was the Jersey Bowl. It was the battle of New York Jets up against the the, the much maligned G-Men. It was a game that I don't think many people were looking forward to this game. I don't think, I think it's fair to say that this wasn't one people had up as their game of the week. And it wasn't a high scoring affair, but it was a really fascinating game. And it was, even as, as a complete neutral watching it, it was something that was, it kept me interested the whole way through. Gav, talk to me about your, your beloved G-Men and, and, and your battle with Zach Wilson and, and, the, and, and those pesky Jets. The, the ineptitude bowl. Um, yeah, I, I guess this is, um, I, I mean, where, where, where to begin? I mean, I think we had um, 24 combined punts uh, over the, the course of this game. Um, and uh, the, the crazy thing is, I mean, the, the Giants had, uh, I think, minus nine passing yards. Net yes, passing, they did. Uh, in this one. Yeah, with three seconds on the clock, they were looking at a, a win <laughs> in, in this mm-hmm. game. Um, and uh, I, I guess, I mean, we should probably talk about the Jets as well, but you know, go go for the homer stuff first. Um, I, I mean, the, the, the Giants. Um, I, I guess you know they, they had to recover from the loss of Tyrod Taylor um, fairly early on in the game. He's had quite a that is a that is not a statement injury. anybody expected to say this season, ladies and gentlemen. We had to cope with the loss of Tyrod <laughs> Taylor. Um, but I mean. I, I guess the couple of things. I mean, the Giants' defense mentioned it earlier it has been solid um, over the, the last three games. I mean, even if we forgive the the sloppiness and that's uh, on the the final Jets drive, that's gonna be hard to do. They, they had a great game today. Gave on um, Thibodeau three sacks. Um, you know, he was really getting after Zach Wilson all, all afternoon long. Um, so there's a lot there. Saquon, they just ran into the ground. Uh, I mean, he was up, I think, 130 yards or so for the game. Not not a spectacular average. And I've got to say, given that he's on a, a one-year deal, his agent's probably terrified uh, about what the, <laughs> yeah. the rest of the well, season looks like. Um, and, and, you know, we'll, we'll give him, we'll give him a, a crumb of comfort. Tom, Tommy DeVito was... One point, looking like a hero with his um his goal line run to, for the go ahead touchdown, um, but <laughs> uh, we we could talk about that. But there's there's obviously things that went horrendously wrong. From, and and credit to the, the Jets, so they did have to mount a, a quick drive uh, at, at the end of the, the of regulation to get that um to get that field goal. There's two big completions from Zach Wilson uh, to, to Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazard. Uh, and they mm-hmm. were rapid in getting up the field to uh, to, to spike the ball. Uh, I, I genuinely didn't think they were going to make it. Um, but no, they were in position, got that booted through uh, and, and took us into to overtime. I, I guess, though, we should probably talk about some of the, the blunders that actually preface that so the, the Giants did have a chance to see it out um, it was not a good day for um, our Scottish contingent um, Jamie Gillen shanked a couple of punts, I suppose yes, that's going to happen that is going to happen when you kick the ball 12 times in the game um, but uh, I think uh, actually, come on now, come on now, 13 times 13. sorry <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on the way uh, but uh, Graham Gano, um, probably more pertinently, um, missed one from 47. Um, that's, I mean, I've seen him playing against the Giants, kick it from 63 before several years ago. But I mean, 47 for a, an NFL kicker, you, you expect him to make it, but probably more to the point, um, you know, with less than a minute left in the game, you know, to miss from 35 to, to shank that chance to, to put the game away. I, I guess the thing is, given the state of the Giants as a whole, 
he may still keep his job. But I think if you're in a more competitive team, we talked earlier about who's shopping for additional pieces. You know, he's he's definitely going to be in the hot seat this week. It's one with the Giants. Now, this is one, I'll be honest. Like, I knew that, obviously, the Giants, they lo- well, they, they were starting Tyrod Taylor. So we should mention first that they've lost times. And any team yeah. losing your starting quarterback's massive. It's, as a rule, not something that you recover from not having your starting QB for more than a game or so. So they were starting Tyrod. They lost Tyrod early. You then go to Tommy DeVito. And you then realize that you're playing Tommy DeVito at quarterback and relying on him to do much is probably not a wise plan. So you hand Saquon the ball 36 times. Now, don't get me wrong. Fantasy football fans out there are elated with that kind of workload and they want to see that every single week. But it must be one, as you say yourself, that for Saquon himself, for his, his team, must be absolutely terrified. But is it one that you do look at and you take some solace from the fact that you had, what, a combined total of 14 pass attempts the entire game? And you were, you were, as you quite rightly say, you were right in that game up until the dying, dying moments of regulation you were running. So even with all that against you, it, it can't be all bad to be a Giants fan. Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> that was a big call. Uh, I, uh, I was trying my best. <laughs> no, I think, um, I, I think you're right. There's a lot that went well. And to be fair, I think if, you know, conventional logic, of course, at the end of the game says you go to prevent defence. Actually, the way the Giants' defence have been playing that game yesterday, they probably should have just kept on doing what they've been doing all, all game long. Um you know, they, they had one uh, dump off to, to Brees Hall that, that ended up going 50 yards for the, the Jets only score up to that point. Other than that, it had been a pretty quiet day for the for the Jets offense. Um, but yeah, obviously that's that's where we're at. I think um, from the, the offensive perspective, I, I think what, what's worrying though is that, I mean, you're right, when you lose a, a starting quarterback and certainly when you go down to your third stringer, um, you don't have high hopes, but I, I think what's worrying is that the the offense has become so one-dimensional. I mean, we we mentioned um, Saquon's count at 36 carries. I actually did a quick tally. They had 52 run plays the entire game um, across the, the whole team. There was no real confidence in um, in Tommy DeVito to actually throw the ball even in overtime uh, they had a holding penalty uh, so they're looking at first and 20 there wasn't really any attempt to try and convert and it was looking at short dump off plays um, and I think certainly you know we, we talked about you know what, what moves will the Giants make Um even though they're a selling team, I, I think they do need to think as, you know, there's plenty of fans out there who be thinking, oh God, we, we should be tanking and looking forward to next season. The thing is, even if you're losing games, you, there still needs to be something to, to watch and think, you know, could, could we do something? Could we, you know, put up a fight? Could we in with a chance at the end of the game? There's a defence there that will do that, but um, with such a, an unbalanced offence uh, that we, we saw yesterday, um, there is going to have to be something done just to, to try and remediate that. Um, I mean, certainly, um, we, we don't know the full details on uh, Taylor yet. Um, Danny Dimes is not out for the season, but um, I, I mean, I think even a, another week of this is not going to sit well uh, with with Giants fans, um, even with the expectations as low as they are for this season. It's, it's the trick, and I say I can uh, empathise wholeheartedly as somebody who's also suffering from the the, the, the injured QB medical round. But less about the Browns. I'm sure I'll get a chance to interview them later. Uh, Kev, Liam, a question for you guys on this game. Is Zach Wilson as crap as we think he is, or is he actually all right? Zach Wilson's box score. 17 for 36, so that in and of itself isn't all that impressive. 240 yards, a TD, no picks. Um, he did get leveled a few times as a Thibodeau had a wee bit of a day but you had him put up a 100 yard receiving day for Garrett Wilson 76 yard receiving day along with a touchdown 
Uh, Fabrice Hall, although Wilson wasn't the one who threw that touchdown. I can't actually remember who chucked Oh, no, it was Wilson that chucked it. I'm talking mince. Um, and then, you know, a smattering of work down the line as well. Is Zach Wilson showing signs that he actually has a bit of a future in this league, perhaps? Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, can't, I think we might have discussed this before, uh, uh, after the Jets beat us. Um, so thanks for taking me back there. Uh, <laughs> we won't be memory lane, mate. I know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, I think the the most impressive um, thing he done in that game was uh, Gav touched on it there. Um, the the drive up the field to to level it up and take it to overtime. Um, you know that was that was clutch, as they say. Um, you know it was pressure, and he just he just went and done his drill and and, and moved them up the, the field. And I mean it was a, a really tough day to put up points to two really good defenses. Um, you know it was it was like a warrior attrition. Um, and to to come up with a um, you know that drive when they really needed it showed that he's got something. Um, you know how good he's going to be. I don't know. Um, I, I, I said that I said it before when uh, we were talking about Purdy. Um, I think it, it just all depends on what the team that you build around them, um, and that's the same for probably most quarterbacks. Um, if you don't if you don't give them the weapons, you don't give them the protection, um, you don't give them a D that can um, you know get them back on the field, then then. You know he's not going to do much, but I, I think he's he's definitely got the potential, and he's slowly but surely um, starting to live up to uh, the promise that he had. An interesting one to see because uh, is anybody proclaiming Zach Wilson's going to be, you know, next time you know start of the start of the NFL? Report? No, 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 nobody's saying that. Nobody's making that promise. Functional starter, Liam. Well, Functional starter. Got- can we go that far? It's how he's got Wilson squared on the other side, uh, catching the balls for you, doesn't it? So, um, nice. um, but to be fair to him, as as Kev, he's certainly this season. I mean, he's been since he's been in, he's he's done, he's done like a, a good backup role job. Really, would would you maybe say that? Maybe he's, he's kept the yeah. team competitive to some degree in most games. He's kept them in most games from, from what I can see. So, I is he is he now getting you know is that is that coaching from Aaron Rodgers paying off paying off now already you know you never know. Well, that's that's the big question because obviously he does, and we all you know I think most folk have you haven't seen Hard Knocks guys. It's uh, it's, it's well worth a watch. Folk listening, it's well definitely well worth a wee look. Is Hard Knocks because you see a lot of that that mentoring that coaching from Rodgers, which it does put things in a bit of a different light. It's also worth noting that as much as we were reasonably confident that Taylor Swift wasn't present for the Kansas City game. I'm equally confident that Donna Kelsey was present for the, the New York Jets game. Um, so that was probably a push over there. Right, okay, folks, we're going to keep things moving. We're going to go on to our final game of the week that we're going to look at. It was Vikes-Packers. The Vikes pick up a much-needed win, but was it worth the price that they paid? Liam, wasn't a good day at the office for you boys, but... Talk to me about it. What were your big talking points for the game? That was straight off the back. It was uh, both teams coming off a losing record, which was the first time in ages. It was, um, but as I kind of alluded to earlier, I couldn't, I couldn't see the Packers winning this one the way we were playing, and it, it kind of came came to be true quite easily. I don't know. It was the Vikings. All things considered, play should be a lot, lot further ahead than they were. In the first, the first half, we were was it ten ten three at half time, but they they missed a field goal. I'm sure um, we had, I think, I had no. I think they were ten, first downs. I think they we had like zero maybe till the fourth minute into the second second quarter or something like that. So they should be far far ahead far ahead of us. Um, it just was. It was not a. I suppose from the Packers' side of the ball, it was not a, a pretty game again. Um, first half again, scored three points. And that's now. I think the stats are now seven in last since last five games. It's seventy three to nine nine points. We've uh, the difference um, in the first half. Um. Yeah. As I say, so I'm kept... gonna I'm, I'm gonna talk about that later. So I'm not gonna yeah, say anything know, about your first half record quite yet. That's coming. But like. 
I suppose it was like a divisional game. We kept it kind of well. I wouldn't say competitive, but the scoreline was competitive up to the first half. But then it was just the the third quarter. Um, the Vikes drove straight up the straight up the field. I think it was a seventy yard drive for a Hawkinson touchdown. Next play of the drive, we threw an interception. Interception, which fair to love. It was a contested ball, but Reed uh, had the ball in his hands. Okay, he's falling backwards in the air, but he should have. Should have caught that. He should have kept that, or at least not made an interception out of it. So, and they ran up the field for forty-three yards or so, and then another play later, it was I think it was Addison got the touchdown, and yeah. that was twenty-four-three, and that was basically the game. Really, that was it. Um, and that was that was good. Day being at that point, it is. It must be one of the things that's that's as a fan, it must be one of the things that's disappointing because you did you go in at halftime and you go in at halftime Green Bay. Who leading into this week? Yeah, okay, both teams are losing against all the rest of it. But at the end of the day, the Vikings are still sat there. They've still got most of their starting offense. They're not completely riddled with injuries. They're relatively stable as an organization. Green Bay in a huge bit of flux. And you go in at the half within a score. You go yep. in at a half. It's ten seven. A ten three. Sorry. So yeah, it's it's not great, but it's still there to be played for. And then you get one touchdown. The Vikes grab to end before you know it, the whole thing's out of sight and you're done. Yeah, it was just like certainly when I was when I was watching like the first half, we just couldn't get off the ball. We just don't play complimentary football. We can't get first downs on the offense, and we can't get off the field and on defense. Really, we're just we're the amount of third downs. I think they had a couple of third and longs. Cousins made certainly in the first couple of drives, um, and we just couldn't get off off the field again. I suppose luckily we didn't. Didn't really shift many points um, against us, but it's. I don't know. We shipped about four of them. Well, eventually, but not <laughs> the first half. I mean, um, <laughs> but it's like we can't. We just and then there's a number of drops in the first half, so like the, the offense can't do anything. Dropping the ball. I thought to be fair to love. Um, I don't think he didn't have a, a bad game. Some of his throws I thought were quite nice. There was some major drops. Um, not saying he's he's definitely not. You know. Seeing he's, he's definitely our quarterback of the future yet, but it wasn't all on him. But we just can't. We I think we came into the season thinking our defense should be able to keep us in games, which they kind of have done up to up mm-hmm. this game and the Detroit game. We obviously um, lost by a good number of points in the end. But the other games, you know, we've kept teams under 20, 20 points, which for a defense is not bad, really. To keep a yeah, keep your offense one of these ones. Other teams. But we it's just one can't. of those tricky ones. Win, wins and losses are not quarterback stats, and it is the bit where Love will take a lot of the heat and he'll take a lot yep. of flack. But don't I look at the supporting cast. Oh, well, right. you know, we're just a young team, I think. But then again, that's not. You, I think the hardest thing for us at the moment is there's no progress. You can't see from game to game that we're getting yeah any better anywhere yeah. really. They're Whereas looking for that growth. Growth. So right. We'll see. Okay. Well, Gav, ladies, Liam, it's. It's a tough old time, a Green Bay fan, mate. It's a tough old time. <laughs> um, Gav, Kev, going to come to you two for this. A final thought on the, the Vikes-Packers uh, game. And we couldn't we couldn't discuss this game without mentioning Kirk Cousins. Uh, his Achilles is blown. That's him. He's done for the year. This is one that I certainly know that Vikes fans would have been looking at this game going, right, it's week eight, it's done and dusted. We're back to 500. The, the Lions have been showing a wee bit of weakness. Um, this is still here for the taking. We can still kick on for here. But you lose Cup Cousins. Now, we know they've lost JJ as well, but JJ should be back in a week, two weeks, three weeks in the outside, probably. Um, are the Vikes done? That is our big question. Gav, what do you think, mate? Does Is their goose cooked? Is that them stuffed? No, I, I think I'm going to... Um give the, the Vikes some credit. I, I think, you know, they've done a lot to, to get themselves back to, to 500. Um, and, uh, I mean, talked about the, the loss of uh, Jefferson already. You've seen as Hawkinson uh, and Addison uh, and um, KG Osborne all stepped up at a good game. They all up So, yeah, not 100%. But the if I guess it's one of these things that, what, what's your expectations here? Um we're not really talking about the, the Vikes' contenders. I'm not expecting them to catch the lines up either, but that that feels like a team that could still compete for a, a wild card uh, if they get the right person in. It, it sounds um, like there's been a, a few names 
uh, bands around James Winston um, is certainly one that's, mm-hmm. that's come up. Um, and like I say, if it's just about trying to keep um, a four and four team in contention, uh, that that might be good enough in a, a division where certainly you've got the um, you've, you've got the Bears, you've got the Packers. Um, you know, I, I think I, I can see the the Vikes staying afloat. Okay, what were you saying, mate? So this is the one where the the as things stand. The Vikes are actually now on their QB3 because Nick Mullins has, has been an IR forever. I'm, I genuinely, I can't actually remember what injury Mullins is carrying. Um, <laughs> so it was Jaden Hall that was starting. Obviously, as Gav says, the rumour mill at the minute is saying it's bit that it looks like Jameis is the one. If the Vikes get Jameis in, are we... I don't think it'll be controversial to say the Vikes are still looking good for second place in their, in their division. I don't think that would be controversial with Jameis under them. Are they one and done in the playoffs, though? I suppose it depends what they do at quarterback. Um, I, I, I agree with Gav. Um, I don't think that the season's over. It's a blow, losing Cousins. I think it'll be very interesting to see how they perform. You know, Cousins gets some stick sometimes for, from some people. Um, and um, it, it'll be really interesting to see what another QB coming in there does with that team because they do have they do have weapons they do have a good side um, they are competitive um, so to be honest I really I really don't know what's going to happen um, and I'm, I'm I'm intrigued and I'm excited uh, to see you know how they do over the the, the, the coming games and the rest of the season uh, but I I think that depending on who they put in there if you get a a steady, reliable QB, you know, kind of like what you're after um, in Cleveland. Um, mm-hmm. Then I, I think they could, I think they could still make it to the playoffs. And who knows, maybe, maybe squeeze by um, around in the playoffs as well. Okay, it'll be it will certainly be interesting. The one that a lot of people now are keeping a very, very close eye on as we move into the into deadline day tomorrow. Right, okay, folks, well, that is us done with our big games of the week. And as I say, this lecky ain't free, ladies and gentlemen. So it is time to move on to the rest in one. You have all heard this many, many times. You fine gentlemen have played this game many, many times as well by this point. So we are going to rattle our way through the rest of our Sunday night slate. And it is all about keeping it sweet, short and punchy. Liam, we are starting with you. It was Thursday night football. It was the Bucks at the Bills. It was 18-24. Give me it in a one-liner, sir. Hail Mary rules. Woo! That was some <laughs> game. It'd be fair for a big pass, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, that was class. Uh, Gav, we're going to keep the pace up here. Uh, it was the Jags at the Steelers. Jags winning that one, 28-10. Don't stop me now. I'm having a good time. Yeah, as a as a ever England fantasy football fantasy owner, I was delighted with his performance. Um, but yes, and I was also just delighted to see the Steelers lose. Uh, Kev, we are coming to you. It was the Rams at the Cowboys. It was twenty to forty-three. Give me it now. As much as you're about to have to say something nice about the Cowboys, which I know leaves a bad taste <laughs> in your mouth, Kev. Uh, but on you go, mate. Won't say anything good about the whole team. Um. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, ram slaughtered by a little lamb. Oh, that was quite good. I like that. <laughs> and again, as a proud CD lamb fantasy football owner, I definitely liked it. Uh, right, it is, to, it is to me, and I felt it was only fair if I'm going to make Kev say something nice about the Cowboys. I suppose I need to say something nice about the Cincinnati Bengals. It was Bengals at Niners. It was 31 17. And you know what? I'm a bottle merchant. I'm not saying something nice about the Bengals. Slide, 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 <laughs> slide, slide down the slide. The Niners go. Three-game losing streak. Ooh, my, my, my. Uh, okay, uh, Liam, we are coming back to you, mate. It was Falcons at Titans. It was 23-28. Um, Levis pick 101. I normally try not to do this with the, the rest in one. But Will Levis, gentlemen, <laughs> who's seen that coming? It's just rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Or is it just there's no <laughs> film on them yet? Is that all it is? Who knows? That's nah, <laughs> rookie of the year. Second coming up, Brady. Uh, 
Uh, Gav, it was the uh, the Pats at the Dolphins. It was 17 to 31. Oh, it's uh, got to be king of the hill. Tyreek's the fastest player to 1,000 yards in the Super Bowl era. He's on track, ladies and gentlemen, for 2,155 yards this season. He really just is frighteningly good, isn't he, guys? Uh, right, Kev, it was the Saints at the Colts, 38-27. That's my inspector gadget. Uh, thing oh, thing. Um, <laughs> I feel horrendous. I should have got that. That's a belt up. <laughs> Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill gadget, what? man. Um, phenomenal. How how underappreciated is he as a player, by the way? He is I, know you've, I know you're an owner of Taysom Hill in a couple of... I am. A couple of, <laughs> I, I, I also have Taysom Hill in a couple of weeks. So, uh, a lovely guy. Right, okay, so it's back to me. It was Texans at Panthers, and it's Kitty's got claws. And it finally, the Panthers finally clock up their first win. It was the rookie bowl. Uh, they won it 15 to 13. Well done to the Panthers, getting themselves on the board. Uh, Liam, for your final your final foray, it was Chiefs at Broncos, and it was 9-24 Broncos victory. Give me a one-liner. I was going to say something about uh, the Broncos. Um... Theme uh, songs at the end of the game, um, but um, flew my homes probably would sum it up, I suppose. Yeah, oh, I'm convinced my homes has got the plague, that illness has to be plague. Uh, it's the only explanation. Um, Gav, your final one for yourself, mate. It was Ravens at Cardinals, it was 31 24. Give me a one oh, liner, sir. This is low hanging fruit, but cooking with Gus. Oh, <laughs> three, three touchdowns for, for Mr. Edwards, keys the, the Ravens win. That's that's the kind of quality broadcasting that you listen in for, ladies and gentlemen. Kev, <laughs> uh, <Kev, laughs> last one for yourself. Uh, it was the Bales at the Chargers. It was the late game. It was 13-30. One-liner, mate. Bales can't pay the charge. Wait, Bales are just absolutely much maligned at the minute and they deserve it. Um, duh, Bales. Uh, right, and then he rounds us <laughs> off, ladies and gentlemen. It was, and it had to be me that does it because I need to be a big boy and face up to it. It was Browns at Seahawks. It was 2024. Kevin, third and three, run the damn ball. And with that, I don't feel any better after saying it, sadly. Right. Okay. We are building to the end, guys. We are going to move this one on. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I would feel bad about it. It's not so much a statistic of the week as it is just the sad state of affairs for Green Bay. Um, and I would apologise to Liam for bringing this up, but Liam is the one that mentioned it first. <laughs> so I don't feel that I need to apologise. So, much has been said about the sad state of many team seasons. And none, you know, like the Bears, for example. We all enjoy picking on the Bears because it's hilarious. Um, but it does have to be said that Green Bay's first halves throughout the year are surely historically bad. So to give you all a rundown, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Packers' first half drives since week three against the Saints. Um, and this is excluding kneel downs or one-play runs before, before halftime. We have got punt, 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 field goal, punt, punt, interception, punt, punt, end of half, punt, field goal, punt, <laughs> interception, punt, 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 missed field goal, punt, 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 punt. Don't worry, the last one, field goal. <laughs> It's, I feel bad for making you relive it, Liam, but it is all right. I'll say yeah, thank you to. Um, I, I stole that from. Um, I will not stole it. Um, got that from Andy Herman, who does one of the, the Packers podcasts. If he uh, tracks the team, so yeah, he posted that up, and I, it was too good not to 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 quote to you guys. Um, so yeah, oh, big, big thank you for that. <laughs> absolutely, big big shout out to Andy Herman for for, uh, for putting that one out there, so it could be brought to our attention. Right. Okay, with that all said, folks, um, that brings our review of week eight to a close. We are rapidly working our way to half time, ladies and gentlemen. It is nearly, nearly halfway through the year. 
Now, remember, folks, you can keep up with the crew uh, on Twitter. We are at GridironCrew. You can keep up with us on Insta, grid underscore iron underscore crew. YouTube, Twitch, just at GridironCrew. And wherever you get your podcasts, GridironCrew is the place to go to make sure you stay up to date with all things NFL. And it has been another fantastic week of football. It is not quite finished yet. Obviously, we have got Lions and Raiders tonight to look forward to. And then remember, folks, your week nine of NFL football begins on Thursday night with the preview crew. And if you can't listen live on Thursday, you can pick them up wherever you get your podcasts first thing Friday morning. Now, gentlemen, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on and to talk all things NFL again. Gav, thank you very much for joining me, sir. Thank you. Liam, I know that it's not been the, the funnest year for you to talk football, mate, but I thank you for, for, for standing up to the challenge and bearing the, the burden of it was Green like, Bay's performances it, it, it on your like, broad shoulders. Yeah, it, was, it was like a mini counselling session. It was fine. It was all good. <laughs> That's what we're here for. It's a service we provide. And Kev, as much as Liam might come here for counsel, and you just come here to deliver counsel to all who will <laughs> listen to you, espouse the wisdom that you have as a devoted fan of your Philadelphia Eagles. Thank you for joining us, mate. A pleasure as always, Brian. And thank you all for listening, ladies and gentlemen. And until next time, we will see you then.